Please turn in your Bibles to the book of Philippians chapter 3. What a wonderful song to begin our new year with, the first special music of the year. And what an appropriate song. It's appropriate any time, but it might have a, we might have a special thought or impact from it here at the new year. A year has passed and we have entered into a new year and without realizing it, we can't help but reflect on a year that has passed and all that has happened and all that God has done, but also to look with anticipation to a new year ahead of us and all that God will do. What will He do? He, he knows. What we can know is that it's good. He's good all the time. Uh, I mentioned last Sunday night that I was tempted to go to Philippians chapter 3 as I have gone to many times through the years, whether it be for a college graduation service or a high school graduation service here or one that I've been asked to preach, or the new year. I've been here many times, and this is a different message, though, in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. I guess every preacher, every teacher has certain scriptures that are special to their heart. Uh, a youth pastor comes to my mind, and I've heard him speak about five different times on different occasions, and and four out of those five times, it was from the same verses. And, and I'm not doing that. I haven't done this in a while. But we will be in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, as we look at a straightforward new year. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. You're going to have a lot of details to fill in between you and the Lord in this message. I, I'm not going to explain it all or put it all out there. I can't. There, there are things that, that you need to share with the Lord. There are things that the Lord needs to show you by and show me by this pattern that we see expressed by the Apostle Paul. Let me say this as we get started. Some of us may have had a storm. Well, surely we all had some storm in 2023. And it may just be that it's carrying over into 2024 and you're in it and it's not going to go away right now. God's got His hand on it and it's a timing that He has with you and maybe it's coming into this year with you and God's doing something in that. But maybe we're carrying something over into this year and God has no plans or no desire that it be something we carry over and are burdened with. And it's something that we need to lay down with Him. We need to call out to Him. 
and set these things aside. You know, New Year's resolutions. I always say there's no more power in January 1 than any other day of the year. That's not to say there's anything wrong with setting a, a wonderful, good, God-glorifying goal and, and marking it by a calendar year. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And so there are many of us who desire to improve upon some things this year. We want to set some goals. Maybe you already did. And, and you're trusting the Lord to help you to accomplish those goals that's a wonderful thing. But what happens when we, without even trying, we review the past year in our hearts and minds, in meditation, we ponder, we think about what's gone on in the past year. And, and we look ahead and, and wonder what God's going to do. We can be thankful that it's good. But as we, as we look back and review we all surely have something in common if we're honest with ourselves as we do review. I mean, we've made some good decisions. We've made some mistakes. Every one of us. There are some things that are still puzzling to us that never seem to get solved over the last year. And we can all have this in common. So does Paul with us. He says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. As we look back, we're all going to see some highs and some lows. Some smooth roads and some rough roads. Some of this self-inflicted. Because we're not complete yet. We are being completed if you would think any Christian would have been complete, it would have been the Apostle Paul, but we know he wasn't because he says, I count not myself to have apprehended. He didn't have it all together yet. You and I don't have it all together yet. But one day in glory, we will. But we're in a process right now just as Paul was. We are being completed but we are not complete yet. So we review and we consider actions, events, our words, some successes we've had, some hurts we have dealt with, misunderstandings, joyful moments, occasions of sorrow and sadness, so, and, and so on in every category. We have that recollection in our lives, and so does Paul. He hasn't apprehended yet. Neither have you and I. And he goes on to say, but this one thing I do. This one thing is actually twofold. Two things come together to make one. God, God does that. He he takes, he takes a man and makes him a husband. He takes a woman and makes her a wife. And He brings them together to be one. And then we see something that 
Paul says here, this one thing I do. And we're going to bring a twofold thing together as we look at a straightforward new year today. And the first one is, and we'll be here for most of the message. Not for negativity, but just reality. Something to help us. Paul says, forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting, as Paul uses it here, does not mean that something is going to be completely forgotten. Paul is not stating with a boldness that God's going to give him a spiritual amnesia so that there might be anything in his life that he couldn't recollect. We could all bring anything back to our minds. We forget a lot, but we, you know, in, in a certain way, uh, we stumble to remember something a little foggy, but we can always bring back to our minds and remember something. So what does Paul mean here when he says, this one thing I do, and part of it is forgetting those things which are behind. Paul is reviewing and he's looking in his life at his past and he is saying that, that he is making a name in the strength of the Lord and by the guidance of the Lord that, that nothing from his past is going to keep him bogged down in the present. And as he looks to the future and to move forward, he is confident that God does not want him weighed down and hindered by things of the past whenever there is a God to serve and to live for and to live for His glory. And that not only goes for Paul, that goes for you and I as well. That we can claim, just as Paul, that that we're going to be forgetting those things which are behind. In other words, we do not have to be held back by past circumstances we've been through. That God is for us, that we be not down and depressed. Also, what we're going to get into, that we wouldn't be real high and mighty over some highlights as we review our past, but but let's look at failures first of all. This one thing I do: forgetting those things which are behind. We're all undone. We're not complete yet. Therefore, we have failures, and failures are not a complete negative thing. Failures are not final. There are failures behind us though. And as we glance back, we can think of maybe opportunities that we did not take advantage of. We can recollect some misunderstandings that, that could have been dealt with better. A wrong attitude about something because of misinformation. We discover that 
we miss out on fellowship, maybe with some, because of a miscommunication about the way they feel about us. And it, they don't have the attitude we thought they had at all. We, we reflect back, and, and maybe we might even think of something so simple as being unorganized. We need to be more organized. There, there are words that have been said, and they can't be taken back. How about we just go back and we, we dwell on those things? I don't think the Lord's real impressed with us doing that. I believe He wants us to deal with that with Him and to be able to move on. And I don't have time to expound on it, but there's something of a selfishness that would be within us if we do dwell on all of these things. And, and this is not what the Lord wants us to do. There are times when maybe we haven't been spiritually prepared for what hits us on a certain day. We can look back and, and we can see that as a failure. Maybe there's some things that we didn't bathe in prayer as much as we should. Why didn't I pray about that more? Why didn't I call upon the Lord more for these things? We weren't as thoughtful as we should have been maybe. There were times that maybe we were slothful and we shouldn't have been. We let some very trying and testing events deflate us maybe much longer and much more than God ever intended that they do and that would be something that's on us. How about giving in to temptation? If we reflect and look back, uh, maybe we gave in to some temptation this year. We didn't show tender love as we should have. We didn't have the courage to show tough love when it was needed. There are so many things. Maybe we failed to plan quality time with our family. Maybe the job got too much of our attention and too much of our time and the family was neglected. Perhaps there was some neglect of our ministry that God's given us at the church and, and we could go on and on and on as, as we you know look forward to a new year and we reflect back on a year that is past. And we could think about these things until we just bury ourselves in these setbacks, in these disappointments and problems. You know, many people do just that. Many people live there. And they stay there. And there's nothing noble about that. It's, it's good to be sick over some mistakes that we've made. But... But we have a God to go to, to help us, to learn of Him, to see that He wants us to move forward. And He gives us everything we need to be able to move forward. A lot of people just stay there and dwell on stuff. Paul didn't do that. Paul says, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Paul found strength in the Lord and he trusted that God did not want him hindered 
from living for His glory, from serving Him the best He could possibly serve Him, from not getting over things from the past that were affecting His performance as a Christian for God. Same thing for us to apply. We have a God to worship. We have a Lord to serve. We have a love to give. And we can be sure of this. Our Father doesn't want anything from our past to hinder us from moving forward to glorify His name, to magnify His Son, to live for Him. God keeps us moving. He will keep us moving forward no matter what the failure is or the setback. But let's not just look back and and see the category of a failure. There's another one, and maybe we wouldn't think of this as something that can hinder. But let's look at our finest. As in, God has used us. God has used us in certain times, in certain places, with certain people, and we know that God gave us that divine appointment. We know that God gave us that occasion to do good, to do good in something, to do good for someone, to be a blessing, to be a help, to be an encourager, to meet a need, whatever the case may be. And I kind of feel good to think back on those things. And don't get me wrong, we can, we can put our toe in the water of needing some encouragement to, in a low time to say, hey, God, God, is, God has used us. God has used me before. And God can use us again. He's going to continue to use us. I mean, the, the experience of whatever has been our finest, maybe it was a delight, maybe it was difficult, maybe it required a lot of sacrifice in order to be used of God for whatever it took for His glory. It was a difficult task, maybe. It was a delightful task, but it was a personal task. And and God gave it to us. And God gave us the wisdom. And God gave us the ability to carry it out. We reflect on something. and, and, And we said, we're not smart enough to do this or that. It could only have been God. And He has used us in this situation and that situation. And He has accomplished something through us. He used us. How about souls that were saved this past year? As as I think about the year and I think about some different testimonies that maybe everyone doesn't know from different members of the church, there are some who led someone to Christ on the job. Souls have been led to Christ. Many people have led someone to the Lord. That's the greatest thing any of us could ever do is tell someone about the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And a soul saved right before you, and you you know it had nothing to do with you, you can't save, but Almighty God put you in that place and, and gave you a mouthpiece to speak for Him. And a soul was saved. What could be harmful in thinking about something like that? What a wonderful thought. 
of a soul being saved. What's wrong with that? It could be that maybe we could spend so much time thinking about the finest that God has used us for that we wouldn't be doing anything in the present if we're thinking about all of those things from the past that God has done. Because there is a here and now. There are present occasions that God wants us to be very sensitive to that He wants us wants to use us for. I read a statement this past week uh, by, by a preacher that's already in glory. And, and he said, we, we miss out on today if we're, if we're focused on yesterday or if we're trying to look too far ahead into tomorrow. We're missing what God has for us today. So even reflecting on our finest, we can go overboard with that and think too much about all of these good things that God has done and used us for and neglect to do now, today what God has for us. We must be careful not to dwell on past failures or even delight in past finest moments that He's given us. Both can be a hindrance to our walk with the Lord and the plans that God has for us now, today, this year, as we move forward. Forgetting those things which are behind. Not dragging around the heavy baggage of what was bad And also, what was good? And then there's another heaviness that will hold us back. And as I've mentioned, I've talked about this verse on the occasion of the New Year some before, but forgetting those things which are behind. What's a help in that? Something that I haven't mentioned before that I want to today, and that is forgiveness. If we are holding on to a debt that someone needs to pay, God can't use these hands for something else. It's time to let go. It's time to realize what that is doing to ourselves. If we are holding on to something that God does not intend on us holding on to, A grudge will put our feet in quicksand just as fast as anything can and keep us from moving forward. I had an unsaved person who is still unsaved tell me years ago that revenge is sweet. And they didn't directly connect it, but what I I clearly heard was that is one main reason why they wouldn't become a Christian. Because they think revenge is sweet, and they said, you Christians, y'all don't believe in that. I hope we don't. I hope there's not a one here who believes in revenge and tries to slice it and dice it in an innocent way or in any way whatsoever that it is okay because it is never okay. As a matter of fact, if God knows that's brewing in our hearts, He might bless that one that we want revenge on. 
Let's stay away from that. The child of God in the will of God finds no rejoicing in revenge. If, if any of us would be sitting around wanting any difficulty in someone else's life, we are putting our own selves in shackles and chains. It hurts us to go to a place like that. We are hurting our own spiritual lives if, if, if an ounce of that is harbored in our hearts. We're hindering God's plan for us in 2024 if we're hung up on something like the thought of that. We need to be forgiving. How do we know that we have forgiven or that we are forgiving? Let me just say this, based on what we just said, we don't want revenge. When we are forgiving and have forgiven, we want the very best for someone else's life. We want God's best for them. We want God to be glorified in their lives. We don't want the demise of another. God, the Holy Spirit didn't put that there in our hearts. If we have it, we hope for the very best for other lives. We desire great spiritual successes for another. Paul's saying, I don't want anything to hinder me going forward. How about we throw forgiveness in there? As in, as in that needs to be something very healthy and very active and very taught by the Lord in our hearts that we extend to another person. Forgetting those things which are behind can definitely draw our attention to the need to forgive. Jesus forgave our entire debt. And it just may be that there is one personal issue. There is one, just one personal thing. Jesus forgave our entire debt, but there's one thing that we need to let go of so that we can have a straightforward new year in Jesus Christ. It's, it, all we have to do is in that little review, see that it has not done us a bit of good to hold on to any of this. We need to cancel the debt. We can say with boldness, just as Paul, forgetting those things which are behind. Because God will give us every ability to be able to do that, to discern what could be hindering us, holding us back, causing us to drag a ball and chain along, and not getting near done what God wants from our lives. Paul says one thing, and I said it was twofold. We've shared the first one, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before, is the other side of it. To have, how about this, this year? To have an outstretching attitude with excitement and desire for whatever God's will is for us this year. A straight ahead focus. That is something that every single one of us can have. We move 
We, we're, we're seven days into this year. Every day is a day that the Lord has made. He made this day, and we're here worshiping Him. Guess what? He has tomorrow lined out. He's going to bring about tomorrow. And it will be God who made tomorrow when it gets here. There's some sunshine in every single day for you and I to see and to experience no matter what's going on. One grandma said to her grandson, only a fool goes looking for a rainstorm in the sunshine. Yet, and look, if we don't get this right, we're, go- we're going to realize that's what we're doing. We're focused on the rainstorm when God's bringing sunshine. We can rejoice and be glad in the day that the Lord has made. We will catch some sunshine every day, no matter what the weather's like, if we're forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. How about new mercies? Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 teaches us that there are new mercies for you and I every single day. Yesterday involved a mistake. Today will involve a mistake of some sort. Guess what? God's mercies are new tomorrow morning. Can can we do this? I used to know a wonderful deacon who said he, he prayed every morning. He woke up, but he did not open his eyes. And he prayed every morning before he opened his eyes. Maybe tomorrow, no matter what you're facing today, no matter what may seem to be on the agenda tomorrow, maybe before we open our eyes, we can thank the Lord that we have new mercies Oh, Lord, help me to detect them. Lord, help me to to be able to experience them. But don't let me neglect them. You have new mercies for me this morning. And I thank You. God's providing mercy for His children every day. There's There's a bright future for us if every morning... We realize we have new mercies. How about the fact that we've been made new? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. No matter how long you've been saved, you're a new creature. Maybe you were saved this past summer, as many were. Maybe you've been saved 60 years. Guess what? Both of you are new creatures. We're new creatures in Jesus Christ. And the Bible says one chapter earlier, 2 Corinthians 4.16, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Look at what God does in our lives every day. Let us not say that we're not capable, that we're too spiritually feeble to be reaching forth unto those things which are before. Because God gives us 
every day as a new creature to be able to do so. To lay aside and be forgetting those things which are behind, not hindered by those things which are behind, but reaching forth. Now, today, reach forward, church. Remember what I said in the beginning, you fill in the blanks, but reach forward, church, for what God has for you this year. Because it's here and it's now and He'll make it known to you. The Bible says, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk therein. God has something for you this year. God has something for me this year. Let us be excited about it. And God forbid we let anything that God wants gone in the past not be held on to by us. May this year be better than last year for us. How can, how can this year be better than last year for everyone in here? I guess, it, I guess it's a good preaching moment when it can reach everyone in the sanctuary. And, and for everyone here, there, there is one thing for any and all of us to be able to have a better year. And that is growing closer to Jesus Christ. And every babe in Christ needs to grow closer to Christ. If, you've, if you're here and you've been saved longer than I've been alive... There is a closeness. There is a growth for you as well. And Jesus Christ from now until He takes us home. There is continual growth. More about Jesus would I know. That's the song we sing. I've been married to my wife almost 28 years and we are still learning things about one another. How might it be with the Lord Jesus Christ that we haven't known all up the person of our Lord and Savior, but there's more to know, there's more to grow, and and every single one of us can grow closer to Him. As we reflect though, on last year, as we look forward to a new year, as we reflect on the failures, as we reflect on the finest, let's consider one thing as we bring these two together. And that is, God doesn't like to waste anything. God does not waste our experiences. Whether we would call it bad or whether we would call it glorious, God does not waste those. Romans 8.28 says, And we know, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Good works... They result in good. What we would call the bad things, they result in good. By way of God stirring together the good and stirring together the difficult and bringing it all together. And the outcome for those who love God, He says it is good. What have you reflected on? What have you been through this past year? What has your trial been? 
Think about that time. Think about the midst of it. And in the midst of it, God was working for good in it. He was working up something good in it. Oh, you take a, one single ingredient of a, of a big vat of soup and just put that one ingredient in your mouth, it'll taste terrible. My wife put something on the stove and nothing could smell worse in the first moment. But, but when, let me finish this, because when she finishes her dish, it's good. It's good. The same thing that smelled bad. She, she put more stuff in it and it all came out good. And that's what God is telling us. God stirs in the bad with the good and He will make it all work for good. God is working for our good now. We've had pain and we've had problems, but God's given us patience. We've had struggle and we've had strife, but God's given us strength as a result of that. He's taking our difficulties and He is turning these things into good. Since God is God, hurts can be used by God to help our future, not hinder our future. So, so take that and let's consider that as we look back on all of these things and think about a year ahead of us. Because God's manufacturing something and He doesn't have to leave anything out. He, he's not saying, oh, that, that's going to mess up things. That's go- that, 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 I've got to leave that to the side. No, He takes everything. All things work together for good. Let us know this because Paul says we know that all things work together for good and that they will not hinder. So reach. Reach this year. Reach right now for the goodness of God and His divine personal plan in your lives and what He wants to do in them. Reach for what God has for you today. Reach for what God has for you tomorrow. Reach for all that God has for you in this year. And let us not be cast aside by a trial that comes about. Expect them, the Bible teaches us. Nothing can keep God from bringing about His plan in our lives no matter what we face except for us. So let us take this one thing just as Paul. And let us understand the twofold process of this. Forgetting those things which are behind. We understand what that means now. And reaching forth unto those things which are before. It's a win-win life with Jesus Christ. There's a win through the losses. Please don't faint. Please don't become weary. It's win-win with the Lord. Let me just, let, let, we need to close this up. With, just go to the next verse. I press toward the mark for the prize. Did you read that? For the prize. What's the last chapter all about? The prize. When does it end? It's everlasting. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful race. It's not a competitive race against other Christians. We're in a wonderful race 
that we're all going to win in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful final chapter that never ends. Physical life is going to end upon this earth though. And there's two destinations at the end. There's heaven and there's hell. Oh, the love of Christ, the love of God in that He gave His own Son to die on the cross in our place for our sins. But God commendeth His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. How about the circle of that love? Are you in the circle of that love? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you received Him? Have you embraced Him? Have you trusted Him as your Lord and Savior? Because the only thing outside of that is a devil's hell. God doesn't want any person to go there. But anybody who tramples over the blood of Christ and it's about themselves and it's not about Jesus and is not trusting in Jesus, that, that's all that's left. And it's for all eternity. And it's, not some, and it's not some big wild party like a friend of mine thought about. I felt like a terrible witness for a couple of years because he just thought hell was like the parking lot at the store after they close when everybody goes and hangs out. Hell is torment. It's solitude. I'm glad my dad realized he wasn't going to go hang out with all of his friends in hell and that he trusted Jesus and he was saved. Would you do that this morning? Heaven for all eternity with the Lord and with one another one day. What an amazing reunion. Let us bow. Father in heaven, we do come before you today. We thank You, Father, for another year that You have taken us through, that You have blessed us through. You've blessed us in the midst of our burdens, Father. Oh, how our minds and our feelings and our emotions can, can be tempted to get off track and to look at things in a way that, that You have not given us glasses to see them in that way, Lord. Help us to look at what's behind, and then consider you and what's ahead by the word you gave us through Paul today. And Father, help us to be able to do great and mighty things for you, unhindered by those things that you want behind us, that we might reach forth unto those things that you know you have for us before us. And Lord, if there be any here today who doesn't have heaven to look forward to in their heart, oh Lord, they, they white-knuckle it and they have wishful thinking and they, they, they try to think positive that they're not a terrible person and, and that, that surely they ought to be able to go to heaven. They, they need Jesus, Lord. And You know they need Your Son. May someone here receive your Son, Jesus Christ, as their Lord and Savior today. And we pray these things in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. If everyone could please stand.